From Steamtown to the Storebridge Line to the Jim Thorpe Excursions, this is Nepotism. Time for Episode 5. It's Bikes and Passion on the agenda today. We have Mr. Tony Cook, the owner and founder of I Am Cook Cycles in Cunningham, PA. Tony and his wife, Erica, hosted me at their house uh, slash shop. It's a, it's a little bit of both. It's a house and a shop. They talk BMX racing, building bikes, and, and so much more. Uh, a very interesting conversation. So I am Cook Cycles. How long have you guys uh, been in business? So we officially opened our company back up in 2019. Mm-hmm. I decided to start the company back up in 2018 after I talked to a photographer that I met. Now, when you say back up, what does that mean back up? So you did this earlier? Yeah. Um, I guess I am Cook Bicycle started as TC Racing when I was in high school. Okay. I built my first bike when I was in 11th grade. Uh, everybody had to do a graduation project for the state of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and some people wanted to do community service. Some people, you know, volunteered at the hospital or whatever. Right. And I decided, hey, my family builds race cars. I'm really into bicycles. Why not build a bike frame? So <laughs> Have I, you done anything like that before? Um, yeah. I mean, I grew up in the race car shop, so fabrication was really in my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. and I wanted to... I wanted to take it to the next level and have something totally unique. I was into BMX racing, right. so it just made sense to have my own custom bike that was one-off. And I did it. I made made my first bike, mm-hmm. took it to the track, raced it. I actually Hang won. Hang on a second because it's popping on me, and I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm going to stick it closer to you. Yeah, that's cool. How's that? Yep, go back to the beginning of the uh, took it to the track. Yeah, so I took the, took the first... Um, took the first TC racing bike to mm-hmm. the track after we built it at the race car shop. Did really well. People liked it. Got a couple people that wanted some, so mm-hmm. I built a handful back then, and I actually won my first Gold Cup Championship Series on it. Wow. So yeah. you race, you know what you're doing. You're yeah. not just some guy who builds a frame, yeah, which is no, fine, Yeah, no, no, I'm actively in the sport, and I think that's the best part of it. It has to be kind of organic. I like it, yeah. so I'm passionate about it because I do it, and I'm willing to stick myself on my own bike, so right. how much more of a testament can you get that I'm willing to ride it and trust it Right. because I am. <laughs> Do people build bikes and then not race their own bikes if they race? Has that uh, happened? I, I would hope not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's companies out there that are kind of just in it for the cheddar sure. and they don't care about necessarily the sport itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of big companies out there now that have been uh, heavy hitters in the industry. And, yeah. and you see them kind of slowly starting to, I don't know, how do I say it? Like pull money out of the sport. They, right. don't, they don't really contribute as much. So they're just, uh, I don't want to say vultures, but like sucking. They're just sucking yeah. money out and yeah. they're not putting it back in. Yeah, they got really big, and now they kind of don't have the same mm. the same scene. The same, uh... But yeah, so I built the first bike back then in high school. We built a handful more, and then once I graduated, racing kind of took a back seat. Right. We went to college. I hated that. So <laughs> did, you go, did you finish college? Or no, did you say no, straight? actually, I, I didn't get very far in, and I'm like, this just isn't for me. Okay. I got I got hooked up with a buddy of mine who uh, I got a really good job with, yeah. and I ended up working for Carrier Transit Cold. So okay. totally different, totally different avenue. Yeah. I worked in transport refrigeration for like almost 15 years. Wow. You don't look that old. No, no. <laughs> I I think it's the bike racing that keeps me young. You know, it's, as long as you stay. You're active, young at heart, young in the mind, then the body kind of follows. I guess. The mind tells the body what to do, so <laughs> if it thinks well, it's young, then it hopefully acts like it and looks like it. When you started talking about this uh, refrigeration gig, I'm like, ah, oh, probably four or five years. And he's like, 15. I'm like, what? 15? Yeah, no. Come on. No, uh, it's, All right. it's happened for a while. I pretty much took the job right out of high school, so. I got you. Yeah, now I'm going to be 36 this year. Let's back up and Time's talk flying. about where you went to college and what you were studying that made you go, man, I don't want to do this. I went to Penn State Hazleton. Right, right and the road. just felt like the 13th grade it felt like uh just an addition to high school yeah. and the, it was just 
the teachers were even worse. The professors <laughs> sucked. They're they're okay. awful. Like at least at high school. No, you won't trash the bike company. No, you know what? Penn State. No, nah, Penn State. Here we go. All right. You guys need to tell your professors to at least take a shower and comb their hair if they're going to tell me what to do. <laughs> That's a good point. And decisions I should be making. Right. I don't really have respect for somebody who's going to come in looking like they just crawled out from their car. So uh, I should have showered before I got here. Good job. <laughs> yeah. What were you studying? What was the What was the plan at that time for Tony Cook? What at was that point, do? it was just pretty much business administration. Okay. Didn't really have a great idea of why I wanted to be there. And I think that's another thing that I'm really glad that I dropped out because at that point, you're just a kid. You don't yeah. really know what you want to do with the rest of your life. And I feel really bad for a lot of the kids now that everybody pushes – college, college, college yeah. on because I think that they're just selling loans to yeah. kids that don't know better. Yeah, maybe they are. I don't know. So I mean, look, there's more than one avenue. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. There's, totally. You know, like uh, there's just going out and doing something. There's trade schools. There's yeah. a million different ways that people can uh, go out yeah. and make a living. And now being a, a person who's, um, you know, in a trade at this point, yeah. you talk to a lot of people who are in similar avenues and they can't get enough work. They can't find laborers. You can't find welders. You can't find carpenters. You right. can't find plumbers. They're just not out there. Everybody wants to be a doctor or a lawyer. And they're fine. We need them. And we need them. But, <laughs> I mean, people want to have a house to live in, too, so you got to have somebody to build it. Absolutely. And I think being passionate about what you do helps so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's probably part of why you get to college and you're like, this blows. I don't want to do this. Yeah, this is awful. Yeah. Because I went to college and I, I, I was in 13 years old. I wanted to be on the radio. So I knew what I wanted to do. And I'm boom. I was like, you know, not the world's greatest student by any stretch. But I, I, I enjoyed college more than you seemingly cool. did. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it wasn't fun for me. <laughs> That's all right. There was no shame in any of that. It wasn't know? fun. So I ended up going the other route. Yep. Got a cool job. Ended up letting me work in a service truck and, you know, kind of feel the pains of, of that whole avenue and yeah. see what it's like to be a blue-collar worker. Which is not uh, not a good, I mean, it's it's tough. You work. Yeah, you yeah. work. You work. And when you're in a service truck, you're outside all year long. It's super hot. You're sweating <laughs> and you want to go home and you yeah. can't. And uh, you're on call and you're getting called in the middle of the night for all kinds of stuff and you uh, can't say no. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you got called for? The weirdest thing I got called for? A couple different ones. One of them was. <laughs> Your wife Eric is going, mmm, already. <laughs> one of them was. Um, one of them was for. A tractor trailer load full of lab rats that we're going to go find, like, do, like, medical research, right. and you're going to find cures for cancer and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, another time, it was a it was a small little box truck, mm -hmm. and there was a state police escort with it. And I'm like, oh, man, that's weird. Yeah, so don't see that a lot. Yeah, they wouldn't really say much with it. Mm -hmm. And finally, I determined the problem was inside. I said, guys, you have no fans. They're electric. I need to go inside and check to make sure the fans are working. Yeah. So they were, like, real hesitant. They didn't want to let me inside, didn't want to let me inside. I'm like, finally, like, what is it? Mm -hmm. It's a part for a government satellite. Which we can't that has to be see. That has to be super refrigerated because its tolerances are very tight and it can't, you know, get heat wow. because it goes into outer space and it's going to be in freezing cold vacuum. So everything has to be set for really cold. Right. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. So they open it up. There's this little teeny pallet covered in a moving blanket, so I never saw anything. And that cop looked at me the whole time. He, didn't he take never, his eyes off never you, right? took his eyes wow. off me. That was a weird one. Uh, truckload of human veins. Just veins? Yeah, just veins. That was weird. <laughs> okay, I wonder how that happens. All right, look, uh, we got a lot of muscle tissue going out. We got some boats. Don't put the veins in with that. We need that on a hey, different Is that truck. vein truck ready yet? <laughs> hey, Leroy, your vein truck's ready. Because I guess the bone truck can get a little hotter than the vein truck. You need the bone truck and the vein truck to stay separate. <laughs> exactly. Did you ever smell, by the way, this is such a... Uh, a 
tangent. Did you ever smell like a bone truck that comes from the butcher shop that collects all the old bones and meat parts? You ever smell those? Um, uh, I'll tell you what I smelled way worse. We'd have to go to Cargill. Worse than that? We'd have to go to Cargill Meat Plant. Oh, okay. And then out in the baking sun yeah. covered in vultures was like a pile of organs. Yeah. And yeah. that was one of the roughest smells. That was Ooh. just the smell of death. Or like yeah. like if you go to the the... the the slaughterhouse was the same way. Yeah, I never liked those smells. No, I, I worked at a, a Pepsi Cola for a while on the truck, and we'd get behind the meat trucks every once in a while. I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. This is not good. Yeah. All right, so you build this bike in high school. A couple people want one. Then uh, you go, and you're doing other stuff in your life. You're, you're, you're making money. You're building a home. You meet a wife. You yeah. Know? How long have you known Erica, your wife? How did that all happen? And if you're going to talk, Erica, you got to get closer to the mic, just so you know. Um, I met Erica in 2017. I'm sorry, no, 20, 2007, not 2017. She's already seeing Wow, wow, we just lost 10 years there. Yeah. Uh, 2007, you met her. 2007, we got married in 2010, hmm. so it's been fun. She is, uh, she's my rock, man. She gave me the freedom to kind of let me get back into biking, and awesome. it's the best decision we made so far. And she rides and races, too. She rides and races, so it gets to keep us staying healthy, and... Beginning racer. She's a, begin- right. she's a beginner racer. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Look, I'm a I'm a retired beginning racer. At least Willoughby. Stop. At least Willoughby, look out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know about Calling that her out, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that is cool. I mean, look, having somebody with you for these kind of journeys, I think, is huge. And yeah. it certainly helps you out. It makes life a lot easier, a lot more fun. And the fact that she has a passion for what you're doing, too, certainly can't hurt. Is she going to put her to work in the shop, too? Uh, for now, I think she's going to stay in the administrative end of it. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm better off there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, how, 2018, 2017, you come back in, you do this? How did that start? Um, I racing. Actually, no, I, I wasn't really racing yet. The whole reason we kind of got back into it, we were just at a music festival. Yeah. And we met a famous photographer. You took the bike that you made in high school. Uh, yeah, I had my bike with me. Riding it around the festival. And what the festival? Lockin. Okay. Down in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. And the photographer just kept commenting on how awesome the bike was. Sure. It's blue and sparkly, and right. it just stands out. It doesn't look like anything else. It jumps out. Right. So he asked me what I did for a living, and I told him I was a mechanic at a greenhouse. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, you don't sound very enthusiastic. Are you happy?" And I said, "No." Mm-hmm. And he said, you need to quit your job and build bikes, man. You're an artist. That thing's beautiful. He goes, there's your answer right there. And I kind of left with this charged up feeling like, wow, maybe he's right. Where did the time go? Why did I stop? Yeah. How do I do it? What do I, what do I get back into? So uh, I had a good friend of mine that I've raced bicycles with ever since I was a kid mm-hmm. and messaged him, Dave, Dave. Timorantz. Oh, who I know. I know Dave. Dave, good man. Dave. Called Dave. And I said, Dave, I want to build bikes again. What do I do? What's what's even popular right now? How yeah. do I do this? Yeah. Not how do I do it? Right, but you know, like, how do as I far start as build a bike? Part but yeah. how do I get back into it? Yeah. And he said, "Man, you got to build a DJ. Come up and check out this bike that I have. Mm-hmm. It's a new bike for guys that are out in the woods that want to do big dirt jumps." Right. So I checked it out. Said, "Yeah, I can make something like that." And he said, "Good. I want the first one." <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, even better. I have a customer now. now I got somebody. This is great. Yeah. This is great." So and we he did does that. Have the first one. Yeah, and he truly has the first one. <laughs> nice. So, uh, we made him a bike. I made a couple more, and took it to the track. And I thought, what's the avenue that I'm actually going to get more exposure? Right. I got to get back into BMX. I got to get got to get it back on the hog. Mm-hmm. And I missed it. I loved racing. It was always great to be competitive and be at the track and yeah. have friends and get to see who's the fastest for the day. Mm-hmm. So, I took it to the local BMX track, and it 
genuinely had a good buzz about it. People are like, wow, that's incredible. Now, is this the, still the, the same blue bike that you had at this the festival? This is uh, the festival? DJ. No, I, just, I so did, you brought the dirt jumper Yeah, I, okay. did, I did bring the blue bike, but times have changed so much and geometry has changed. Right. It wasn't really, really relevant anymore. Gotcha. So. I did end up building a new... It'd be like bringing like a, a penny farther to like a bike rest night. It'd be yeah, like, yeah, it's cool, it was, but... It was vintage, <laughs> yeah. we can call it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it didn't really cut the mustard anymore. Okay. So we needed to build a new class bike too. Mm-hmm. And um, we've just been rock and rolling ever since. Oh, such Tons a cool story. I love the idea that some rando photographer... Random. Just boom, hit, like mm-hmm. pulls the lightning kind of inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thank him for that all the time. And he's like, dude, this is one of the best stories I've ever had. I can't believe that you not only bought my art, but like you actually pivoted like that off it yeah. i cannot believe that you were able to pull it together and you're well, doing he it had kind of the same story too somebody just kind of gave him a shot said yeah. okay i'm gonna take a chance on you and here he's all blown up in nashville and yeah. he does a whole he has a whole studio and everything and so it's kind of cool to see somebody like duplicate it you know that that success just on their own and, and, and but supported again <laughs> going back to what I, I kind of alluded to earlier about passion being so important it makes everything so freaking amazing when you love what you do it's hardly a job exactly. it's really not and it's a great way to go through life it's so easy to make a bike now and <laughs> have people genuinely appreciate it i think the best part is getting to do deliveries and when you know i get to take it and give it to the customer like right. from my hands to theirs <laughs> a friend of mine here's is always the guy who owns, like, here's the a, dude who built your bike here yeah, you go man a friend yeah, of cool. mine it's, it's you're not getting that with cannondale yeah, no, a friend of mine busts my balls and he's always telling me he's like you're like you're like a like an adoption center you have to go and check the home and how's the family are the other bikes gonna pick on this bike oh that bike's got dry rotted tires I yeah don't know. are you gonna take <laughs> care of it yeah are yeah. you taking care of the other bikes what do the chains look like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh it's just really awesome man to see the, the look on someone's face and the genuine appreciation for what i do is just completely worth everything now i don't know if you remember this uh, a couple years ago you launched uh, the facebook site for i am cook bikes yeah and uh i Never heard of you. I don't ride BMX. I'm a big baby. I'm a mountain bike slash more road bike guy now. Yeah. Uh, but I saw that you were building bicycles in Northeast PA, and I reached out, and I just said, hey, dude, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something to the you effect of, the I'm yeah. so excited for you. I was shocked, man. I was shocked. I'm like, holy shit, that's the prospectus. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. I know. And as I said to, to, to my coworker, because I was telling her I took the day off today, so I can get oh, nice. the house and get ah. ready, just in case, like, right. you know, want to make sure everything's clean. We've been racing every weekend, so sure. we have haven't been home hardly at all but i said to her i said he's been following us from the very beginning i just and loved it's just it so cool to see that that support and that local enthusiasm for what he's doing it's i'm gonna really... try and convince him to build a road bike that's all oh, i got yeah. a couple oh, people yeah. who are after uh-huh. me for multiple speeds so i gotta eventually break into that the portfolio is gonna be across the book there's gonna be one of everything yeah. <laughs> i mean look i've i've ridden uh uh breezer bikes used to make a, a triple butted chromoly framed road bike frame and uh, i bought one and i I put uh, a bunch of, this is back in the 90s, I put some campy components on it, and it was cool. the most forgiving frame. I loved riding that bike so much, because I'm not, you know, I'm getting fatter as I get older, and I'm not a racer. I stopped racing back in the early 90s. I don't care. I was never that good. Um, I just want a nice, comfortable ride where I can go out for a yeah. couple hours and enjoy the bike. Yeah. You know? But I don't want it to be so, like, you know, flexy that I can't climb or anything. Yeah, yeah. steel is real. That's the way I there like to go, say man. it. It's the best bike. So uh, we were in your shop earlier and looking at all these tubes that you have and all that kind of stuff. Um, building a BMX bike, a dirt jump bike, uh, what, what, do we call them BMXs anymore? Yeah, yeah still? it's okay. still BMX specific. So uh, when you're building a bike like that, how many different 
like you know top tubes might you use i mean um, not in the bike for say but just like to build a whole portfolio of bikes how many sizes do you have to deal with minis up to pros yeah i have a i have a full range of bike sizes at this yeah. point that you know you could fit somebody from 5 years old up to 50 years old or or whatever you know from 53 or not yeah yeah 53 <laughs> all right cut off 50 sorry. <laughs> sorry prospector you don't get a bike really really i guess it goes by height even you know you can yeah. you can put a bike on somebody that's 3 feet tall up to 6 and a half feet tall right. it's just a matter of geometry so i would say there's probably maybe Five different top tubes okay. that I'll keep in stock for the different sizes because when you're when you're mitering tubes, you want to leave you know minimum butts on it so you don't mm. take too much. You can only cut so much off bicycle specific tubes. Okay. So um, there's like a little variety of flavors of. of so tube when, you're, when you're talking about mitering and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know you're gonna get a head uh, over my head real quick. I have seen welding uh, back when uh, we made fun of Cannondale just a couple seconds ago, uh, but I actually bought like when Cannondale was still handmade in Western PA. I went out and saw them building in the factory, so cool. I've seen it, but I don't know it. That's I don't awesome. understand cool. it. Yeah, it was actually really cool. Yeah, yeah? Uh, but like when you're talking about mitering, is that cutting the tube, getting it? Yeah, up? yeah, that's okay. actually like notching the joint for where the two tubes are gonna come together. Okay, that a lot of people don't really realize. Beautiful welding isn't just a welder. Like for one, you have to have perfect joints. Right. If you have gaps and stuff, you're trying to fill in. The best welder in the world is gonna struggle. Okay. So a lot of it just is foundation. You know, you need to have really nice joints, and the joints are what's making the frame strong. If you mm -hmm. have big gaps and stuff, that tube isn't going to want to be tight fitted you know mm -hmm. so there's there's things that are really important as far as all throughout the process uh to make a really good bike at the end are you is uh, and this is a question for erica your wife is he as meticulous as he seems probably more <laughs> <laughs> which i think probably serves him well my right. dead uncle billy rest in peace Gave me the nickname Mr. Meticulous when I was a little kid. Okay. So it's, I'm definitely living up to it. That helps in what you're doing though, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Attention to detail is everything because it's, I think for me, it's all the little details that separate my bikes from all these other mass produced, you know, rubber stamp beautiful. mega companies. Yeah. And they are beautiful. These bikes, if oh you've never gosh. seen, uh, what's the website people can go and see? I don't actually have a website. They can okay. check me out on Facebook and Instagram. It's just IamCook.Bicycles. Right. And it, I, I've looked at some of the bikes, and I've seen a couple here today. Uh, freaking amazing, yeah. beautiful bicycles. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, making me, you know, trying to think of my, how do I tell my wife I want to buy a BMX bike? <laughs> we can make it a different kind, too. We can make a DJ It's fun. You. you don't have to be the world's fastest. No, there's, yeah. there's, you know, there's three classes, the BMX, um, three skill levels, rather, I should say. Mm -hmm. Everything's ranked by age and proficiency. So, you know, you would have your age class, and you would have a skill level there's ranking. There's seven novice right here. There you go. Master's <laughs> old man novice would yep. be <laughs> yeah, you start out as novice. Uh, as you gain wins, yeah. you can move up to intermediate. And then as you gain more wins, you finally get up to an expert ranking. How important is speed off the jump? Like, it's, Is it like a, a criterion where like, as soon as they say go, you better get on it and get moving? Or do you not want to be blowing the right out of the gate? Very important. Yeah, so yeah. you're starting from a gate. There's right. eight riders on a gate. Um, there's a random call. Mm. You're kind of all stay up. You know, if you're all standing on there balancing. And when the call goes, you get to snap the gate. The gate falls, right. and you got to take off. And it's a sprint. It's so a, you got to go quick. Yeah, you got to go quick. Right. It's a sprint. You want to get to the first corner first, because then once you establish track position, you're kind of just trying to defend and block mm -hmm. and ride lines to keep people tied up. You might not have the fastest track speed, but if you ride smart, you can kind of keep somebody behind you and don't give them a way around you. Yeah. So. There's a lot of strategy. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Look, people who don't see any bike racing don't understand the strategy of, of any of the disciplines. And obviously, uh, I've seen some BMX, but not a ton. So it's kind of cool to get that, that perspective on it and yeah. all that. And it's yeah. extreme for me. You know, it's the thrill of 
jumps. 40 seconds of adrenaline. Yeah, 40 wow. seconds of adrenaline. You have the jitters until you get up there. I'm always anxious regardless of how big the race is. It could be the tiniest little race to yeah. the biggest race. I'm always anxious until I get on the gate and I hear the call and then everything like kind of stops. So, yeah. and, I, and I just take that last deep breath and focus and try to just like get myself Go fast. get myself in the driver's seat. You know, yeah, you're trying to check, off, check all the marks off the list and right. make sure everything's exactly the way you want it and go. So how did you start BMX racing? Was it just a bunch of kids in the neighborhood? How, or was it like, no. you know, your car racing family has said, oh, you no. should be doing this? My brother uh, raced motocross mm-hmm. and it was just something he wanted to do. We always had dirt bikes and stuff as kids. Yeah. And I was never really into the motorcycles. And one day we always had, you know, bike jumps and stuff out behind our house sure. and big dirt jumps and stuff. So one day I just said to my folks, hey, dad, I want to I want to uh, race bicycles can we find the track and i could go do that and yeah. they're like yeah of course you can man absolutely absolutely Whatever so where's the do. track near cunningham what's um, the nearest one i mean i know there's some up scranton way cedar bmx, bmx up in can. newton ransom there hazelton yeah that was always my home track isn't running so oh. there is a track in hazelton but it hasn't run the last two years well so. maybe that's a new project we, we actually messaged the mayor. Yeah, we, we talked tried. about it. Yeah. I don't know what the... What the but he wasn't really receptive. And, well, we just don't know what their plans are for right. it. Because there's a whole city park there. There's a dog park. Right. And, like, there, there, there's a lot of other stuff going on there, too. So, so who knows? And, 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 you it know, might come back. I'm, yeah, exactly. Who knows? I just, you know, we, we don't know. We it's would a love shame. to support it because yeah. it's only 10 minutes away. Right. Granted, we love Cedar, but it's a 50-minute drive right. almost for us. So... Even longer if you have to go the back way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually shorter. It is shorter. Well, is it shorter distance? Because I came down, like, because, you know. Uh, we get Pittston. I love, like, uh, back roads. I hate the yeah. highway. Yeah, me too. So, uh, so I drove a little bit of the highway, and then once I got out of New Angola, I started asking around back roads, blah, 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 and came up over through, like, old Berwick Road and in, in, in that way. Because, you know, what's the campground back there? It starts with an M. Moyers. I went by Moyers yep. Campground and all that just because I wanted to do it. And I knew, like, if, if I were in the car with my wife, I'd never get to do it. She'd be like, you got to go right the highway. What's the matter with you? I love her. She's <laughs> awesome. But, so I took my opportunity to, to, to do some of that. But Take I, a slow I, ride. I, I thought, yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought it would be like I thought it would add 30 40 miles or minutes on your ride up to to Ransom. No, it's actually 10 minutes less than taking no. the highway. We get off at Pittston. Yeah. Take that way. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, but, but you're still going 81 from well, here. Yeah. 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 All right. No, it would make sense then. Yeah, cuz then you're going almost mm-hmm. straighter to where you're going yeah, if you jump off in Pittston and go through there's the other York. Area. There's Revolution down mm-hmm. in New York, PA. So okay. Like, Pennsylvania you know, has 10 tracks. Yeah, we have wow. 10 tracks. Wow. There's three in New Jersey. Woodward we're going to next weekend. Woodward, is that Jersey? Woodward no, is uh, the center of the state. state oh, really? Yep. Bel- Woodward is like the bike mecca for ramp riders mm-hmm. and BMX. Okay. It's huge. It there's has different camps you can go to and like actually it's so many a activities. Whole, it's like a they even have a town. gymnastics camp. <laughs> really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There's a freestyle competition this weekend, and there's a state qualifier on Saturday and a Gold Cup qualifier on Sunday. Eric is pimping at everything over there, man. I love it. She's like, I got I to, to do. I have all the ball this year. Right? Like, She's the have, coordinator. We have, team. We have our, our, our local trophy team, so to speak. We don't we don't necessarily do the nationals, but our team out that we're based out of Clark Summit, mm-hmm. we have 15 riders all together. Mm-hmm. And so we do all the state series, all like all the different competitions. You have to do state quali- five state qualifiers to race in the final. Right. And so our, our whole team is is going for it. This weekend it. will we be have, number three for us. Okay. We have riders from eight up to fifty. I see. And yeah. she's asking questions yeah. before I get there. I love it. You know. Yeah. How do you decide who you're going to sponsor? How do you decide who gets the hookup? <sighs> That's well, a tough question. So I, I wish I could hook everybody up. Yeah. Sure. Ideally, but 
financially we can't. So mm-hmm. we try to pick people who really have their heart in it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and also look at maybe somebody who doesn't have everything, you know, like I don't want to give the guy whose dad has the shiny Mercedes the free ride right? because they don't, in a sense, really need it. Right. But if there's some kid out there who really, doesn't have the best – and the best situation and really truly loves it and it's their outlet for them in their life and yeah. maybe could change them down the road and they don't even realize what's happening to them right sure. now that's the people that I try to hook up because that's the kids that's going to really be influenced for the rest of their life you're the photographer yeah, yeah. you yeah, are sense, you don't realize you gotta it but you gotta it forward. pay it forward yeah exactly yeah, you're the photographer man and these are that's what the, life is all about those kind of stories I love so much like I have a yeah. friend who's a photographer as well not nearly on the level we're talking about there but he's like a, he, that's his business now he, he worked at a job in a bank that he yeah, it was a job you know what I mean and he fell in love with photography and he was like Hemin and Han should we do it should I not and I'm like Mike do it What's the worst that can happen? You go back to working at the bank right. in a couple of years if it doesn't work. Yeah. And, uh, I sell insurance. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like, there's always a job. There's always there's, a gig. Like, you're never going to have these opportunities. And we kind of took the opportunity that he had, like you said, and mm-hmm. just run with it. Like, why not? You're never going to know unless you try. Right. You why why sit there and go, what if? Right. you got to believe in yourself and yep. just, just do it. Just yep. do it. Live if life if to the fullest. If you really want something that bad, do it. Believing in yourself sometimes mm-hmm. is the toughest part. Correct. You know, there's a lot of doubt that I'm can creep in, you, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I think it made it easier having other people believe in me and seeing them really have that faith in me. It's like, I mean, wow, why, why aren't I doing that? It's just so that easy. Just bike. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he, you know, he'll, he rides it around. He doesn't. He actually treats it like a, like it has a throne. He actually <laughs> doesn't really ride it a lot, which is hilarious. Right. But he wants to keep it pristine and original and everything. So, and I love that about, I, I love it. But Dave's got like 435 well, bikes. Correct. You know what I mean? So. He, he yeah. Kinda, you know, has, has any bike at his disposal right. he possibly wants pretty much. No, but, but so what I mean is he can afford to go, this well, one goes on a pedestal. Exactly. The fact that he <laughs> does do that, that. Yeah. the fact that he does that to Tony's right. is just, it's, it's humbling. It, I, it's fantastic. I have five bikes and my friends go that's too many i'm like yeah, I, I, like i know people do you trust me i saw them there, there. yeah that's <laughs> there's awesome. bikes everywhere yeah. well the thing is like when it's like any other hobby that you've become obsessed with you always want something cool and new and different yeah like i have i only have one mountain bike which is a dually yeah. a canada old canada rush dually i have a gravel bike a road bike uh and two like commuter type city urban bikes that i love and now i'm thinking about an e-bike now and, like you know i'm like i'm all over all over the place on these things do you have that obsession too? I, I mean, you I don't know your own, I, but I don't know if I would get an e-bike. I don't know if I'd go that far. They seem. I, I bet I would probably say that until I rode one. Right. Well, my first thought when I saw them, and many, many cyclists have this thought too, is that's cheating. Um, There's a little kid that rides up the street every day on an e-bike, and if I see him, I yell, cheater! (laughs) Poor kid's just trying to ride. He's like 14. He's going to be scarred for life. But I've seen four different studies that say your heart rate gets up just as high. Yeah. Uh, The exercise benefits are are there. You see adrenaline in that aspect. Right. I mean, some of those are like little mini dirt I guess if you got I like to see those guys who like, you know, they retrofit like a, a you know it's got like they a two cycle like engine on it yeah, on yeah like, um i guess I'll if you had one that was maybe more pedal assist i could see that being more beneficial <laughs> and but that's what i'd be looking but at. the cheater that rides up the street he's just wide open full <laughs> throttle his legs aren't even moving yeah <laughs> yeah that's not good no i mean like as much as i hate hills part of the benefits and fun is riding up the hill and seeing if i can make the damn thing right. yeah. yeah i punish myself a friend of mine he wants to climb hills and yeah I take them out on a lot of road bike rides. Certainly hills around here. I can barely make yeah. it up Main Street. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we did We did 25 miles um, two weeks ago just around the valley here. Yeah. And 
it was brutal. By the time I was done, I, I was actually starting I to get some knee pain. Those <laughs> How many feet of climbing in that 25 miles, you know, roughly? Whoa, oh, wow. Because, I mean, it's nothing. Like, it's we're here in Cunningham. Like, it was, it was yeah. snaky, like, man. We went up and down a lot of mountains. So yeah. we probably climbed, I'm going to guess, like six miles okay. of actual, like, so vertical so, climbing. Yeah, that's a lot of feet. Yeah. yeah okay. Wow. Yeah, there were some huge hills, and it was just one after another after another. Right. I spent probably the first 15 years of riding trying to ride as flat as I could, which is not easy to do in Northeast PA. That's me. And I really started embracing hills. I got out of, like, you know, I got, I got to a point where I wasn't riding. I went, like, four years, and I didn't get on my bikes at all. And I'm like, this is crazy. I love these things. What am I doing? And then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to have to deal with hills. I live near hills. I have hills. And I just <laughs> kind inevitable. of inevitable. Yeah, and I've just embraced it. I know I suck at it. I'm not going to be a monster up the hill, but I'm just going to ride it and enjoy it. I'm not going to psych myself out. It's going to be out. the lowest gear possible, granny gear I usually leave way. myself a bailout gear. I try to leave myself one bailout gear because if you start to bonk, you need something. I refuse <laughs> exactly. to actually click down into the lower ring in the front. Really? I make myself stay in the big ring for the, the entire ride. Yeah. So you're doing 53 teeth up front. All the time. Man, I refuse I refuse to click down. There you're a monster. Like, he is a beast. He is so skinny, but he is just... It, Strength to weight machine. ratio is probably amazing. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Incredible. What's your VO2 max? Do you know that? Um, no. Me neither. I don't know mine. <laughs> no. I'm sure it's like 12. Mine's probably negative. It's fine. <laughs> I, I did w do a lot of lifting over the winter, try to get myself really ready for this year, yeah. and my deadlift came up significantly. You yeah. know? Like, when I started out, I mean, I'm only 140 pounds, mm -hmm. and... Soaking wet. Soaking wet. Yeah, soaking wet. on his back and rocks yeah. in his pocket. Yep, yep, carrying my cell phone. Yeah. And my gun. No. Uh, so, like, like, say a buck 40, but I got my deadlift up to 325 in Damn. sets. Wow. So, it was pretty good. Power, yeah. awesome. power definitely came up. Our whole winter. Like, we're actually doing, like, for, to start off the season. Yeah. We are kicking butt, and I'm so excited. I can't wait to see how we all progress as the year goes along. Cook Cut the beer out of my diet. Mm -hmm. Cut the beer out of my diet. I'm got my so six no pack back. All? Very rarely. Just I'll have a beer. Yeah. I'd have a beer with you right now just because I have company. But We might have to do that. Other than over. other than that, I'd probably ca it's my day cap off, it off. So I'm having wine. It's well, fine. there you go. What kind of wine? What are you drinking? What kind of wine is you like? Okay. Eric's gotta, favorite. I got to know everything. Yeah, you know? it's fine. Yeah. I'm more of a, uh, I'm not a big wine guy. I'm more of a Riesling guy if I'm drinking wine. Oh, I got you. Yeah. That's good. And beers, what kind of beers do you like at all? Any, anything? Um, I prefer an IPA if I'm going to drink anything. I like something just dry. How about you, Eric? too sweet. I'm a, we actually go to Turkey Hill Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, down in Berwick or Bloomsburg there. It's yep, awesome. Yep, yeah. their token to Hoboken is what made me start drinking beer. Ah. Their Hefeweizen, yep. I love it. Hefe's are great. So good. Mm -hmm. Nice little summer I, beer. Yeah, I don't, I don't do like his beer. I'm not a, I, I can drink an IPA. <laughs> uh, I don't go nuts you, for them. Uh, I'm, I'm more like, of a porter. I like porters. Maybe yeah. I'll take a couple sips, yeah. light sips if I have to, but. How about the, the brewery down the street, Cunningham? Have you been Cunningham? to Cunningham? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know they had, a, I don't know if they still had it. They had a jalapeno something. Uh, yeah, that's too much for See, me. I like that beer. That, See, that, that gives me heartburn. I, I had too much <laughs> bite. I think it pops the flavor just Yeah, I don't nicely. know why. It just had too much bite for me. And I'm not a spicy guy at all. Like, I've literally had ketchup that's too spicy. <laughs> But that beer just popped the flavor that I just liked. I loved it. Wow. I, I forgot it was like, yeah. I knew it was around where you were mm -hmm. when you gave me your address it's to come down like here. A half a it, mile. Yeah, it was like I drove it's right by on the way. on the same street. I'm going to have to go back and get uh, um, yeah, the guy, some Mark to go Bell, growler. He's a cool guy. Mark's good. I might have to get a growler. Yeah, I probably yeah. have a Cunningham growler in there. You can go get filled. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I, just, it, I, I keep harping on the story and the photographer and all that just because I love those kind of good, feel good stories and all that. But I don't want this to be. Like, hey, it's a positive, uplifting podcast because, uh, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, preachy about anything. We're but it's, real. but like, find, find, find something you love doing and life is better. Um, 
Are you happier doing this than the other gigs? A hundred percent. Are you making less money, more money? Don't Consid- count the white. Considerably less money. <laughs> Considerably less money. Right. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really not money. worth it. That's I bad. love it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't I, buy happiness. You really can't. You can have a pile of money and you can buy a bunch of cool shit. Yeah. But at no, the end of the day, it, you don't. If you don't have time to enjoy it, yeah. what is all that cool stuff even worth? If nothing. We have the benefit of he can do like we can literally take a weekend off and go racing. Right. We can do whatever we want. I I sell insurance. So right. I'm pretty boring. I'm eight to five. It's fantastic. I love it. Mm-hmm. So you like Great the job? job? That's good. Another not going to college person. Nice. You know, just you don't go to school for insurance necessarily, but it's one of those jobs that you spend two hundred dollars on one program to yeah. get your license. You can make a killing. Like it's it's a really good job. And so you got a sugar mama here. Insurance for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to keep me going. Yeah. <laughs> There's no shame in a sugar. I mean, mama. I don't know about that necessarily, but we're we're we're, do, we're comfortable. <laughs> we're <Yeah>. good. <laughs> and, and I ask that question because I a lot of people are like, oh well, I I'm, I'm never going to make the money I make. That may be true, it but it's going to make up for it in oh so many other ways. There's yeah, so I mean, if I want to just we have out of it. if I want to just take an hour out of my day while I'm in the middle of doing something because the weather's beautiful and just go ride my bike around a little bit, yeah, I can. If have I want to stop, yeah, if I want to do some wheelies, I can. You can do whatever you want. If I want to stop and mow the grass, stop and mow. stopping me. Right, being your own boss, huh? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I know, I know that long. there's, <laughs> I know there's deadlines and I have to keep going. Right, but if I you know, if I say to myself, hey, I need to get something else done right now, yeah. I just have to work later later on. And you just got to keep going. So how many bikes a year uh, are you putting together, manufacturing, selling, roughly? Uh, this year's our biggest year. And right now we're on projection to be around 120 bikes, frames to put out this year. Are you going to have time to do it all? Or is it gonna, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it's not going to press and kill you. You'll be no. able to make this and still race. It's going to work hard. It's yeah. not yeah. going to be necessarily I never like, said he was sitting yeah. on his ass. Right, yeah. exactly. But, I mean, we can still enjoy ourselves and do our hobbies and yep. go racing, like I said. Mm-hmm. You know, spend and if I, don't, and if I don't hit that goal, it's okay. Yeah. There's no pressure. There's, you know, right now I have about a 12-week backlog. So if you ordered a bike today, mm-hmm. I wouldn't get to your order for about... You know, roughly three months. Right. That, but you know what? And right now in the bike industry, that's a good quick delivery schedule because try totally. to get a bike. Totally. And, well, not only that, but to get something so custom, it's literally the size for you. Yeah. It's the color you want it to be. It, I mean. And nobody else has it. Right. You're getting something right now that. Completely handmade. Literally from start to finish. Yeah. Completely handmade and 100% USA made. Like we buy all of our tubing from USA manufacturers. We're trying to support mm-hmm. us as much as possible. Right. You know, that's really the whole goal. Now, if somebody said, I want uh, I, I want the bike, I want it spec this way, blah, 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 blah. How does it start? Like if I came in and said, look, I'm looking for a dirt jumper. I don't know squat about it. But I know I want like, you know, I want a hydraulic brakes head, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. How do you do that with a guy like me? Yeah. Measures, what do we do? Um, we just go kind of roughly by height. Yeah. Try to figure out your reach, mm-hmm. like how long your arms are from where you're going to stand over a bike. Right. Pretty basic measurements. Mm-hmm. And then just try to figure out like a price point. How much money do you really want to spend? Right. Everything, I mean. The frame is the cost of the frame. The frame how, is the frame. But the parts you hang on it are, right. are where a lot mm-hmm. of the money comes in, too. You know, sure. You could spend... You, yeah, shit. You could you could get yourself a Ford Tempo worth of parts, or you can get yourself a Ferrari worth <laughs> right, of parts. Right. It's the stuff that you hang on it that really is where the bucks come in. Yeah, and exactly. And, but the good thing is, you get a good frame. You can always change what you hang on it. Exactly, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell people if you're buying a frame like this, 
do you really want to buy any kind of basic stuff anyway? You're right. not really looking to have like a crappy basic bike. But you you can want always start small and build and, over right. the years. You, you want nice replace stuff. something right. as time goes on and make it into the frame ultimately the, yep. the bike that you want it to be. Yeah. Plus, they're going to ride the way you want it to ride. It's going to ha- it's going to be fitted to you. That's such a huge part of it. And you can have the confidence that you can send it, and it's not going to fly apart. There you go. Right. <laughs> I rode the dirt jumper, and that's what honestly, like I I crashed really hard a couple years ago yeah. on a road ride, and I was on a piece of crap track that was you know like a hybrid. Don't, it, don't be bone track, but okay. No, that, <laughs> it, but like it was. It really was. The bike the, itself wasn't the what bike you were itself, doing. Yeah. Correct. The components, everything t- all together, was just not. It was a basic bike, I, and sh- her I skill level finally exceeded sure what that thing could handle. But then I really scared myself, mm. and then I started riding his bikes around i would just go to the races and i would just sit there and watch right and then i actually started riding around and my confidence level has just skyrocketed i finally mastered the gate this past weekend nice. i can balance and stand up mm. so much harder than it looks oh my god yeah <laughs> oh my gosh it's so hard i've never done it on a gate but just doing a track stand at a stoplight's a pain i uh-huh. it, it was really it, it, it was a lot to master but i have yeah. a great team in in our team yeah. and they all have taken their time and supported me at like i'm 37 who starts an extreme sport at 37 lots of people do why not yeah sounds like a reasonable a reasonable (laughs) idea (laughs) but no it's been fun to actually feel confident on a bike and really it they're only his bikes i've been riding right i haven't ridden anybody else's so you might be a little biased i personally but i also can vouch for it it's coming from a like i went head first into a ditch at like a 90 degree corner ditch it was bad how bad (laughs) you get hurt I didn't break anything, thankfully, but I broke my bike and yeah. my helmet and pretty much every all of my She's components. really lucky she had a helmet on. I'm there very you go. lucky. There you go. But it really, honestly, scared. it scared me. Mm-hmm. So to have the confidence to get back out there and actually ride around a track has to say something for the quality of it. Now it's a commercial here. That's all right, too. No, I mean, look, no, it's, it's, you guys know I'm a big fan of, I never, 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 excuse me, I've never ridden your bike. I just love that you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. That just got me so excited when I saw you jump up on Facebook. That's why I reached out. So That's exciting. why when I started talking about this podcast, I, 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 I came up with a list of about seven people and whittled some names down. The second name I wrote down was I Am Cook Bikes. That's awesome, the man. First name, I feel really honored. The first so name exciting. was Andy Palumbo from WNEP because yes. I know Andy for years. Cool. And yeah, he's, yeah. he's just a, such a cool guy that a lot of people don't know a lot about. So I'm like, he'll right. be fun and he'll be interesting. And I'm like, i got to talk to the cook guy because I love his story. <laughs> That's so. so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We yeah. appreciate it. I mean, the enthusiasm, like you said, it's just, that's really what's, I mean, it's, it's, it's it makes so, it easy to just keep going every day. I think yeah. everybody's enthusiasm really is what one of my huge motivating factors is. is yeah. I can't it fail. It makes you feel good. You know, I, I can't it. fail. It, it really gives you that confidence, and it just it feels good. It does. All right, what's next? What's the next step? Where do you want to be? Uh, not that this is a job interview, but where do you see uh, I Am Cook Bikes going in 10 years? Man, hopefully fill in the shoes of S and M. Yeah, um, I just found so now out. All of a sudden, that came out. No, I, I just found sale. out. Oh no, they're for sale. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? You can only have to, like how many million? It's yeah. only like four point six million yeah. if you're looking to buy a bike company. But, hey, you know. But to get to that, like those are its goals. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, definitely. There's Maybe no not. shame in that goal. Maybe not. No. We'll see, though. Same time. Would you ever sell it and walk away? Or would you say, look, uh, i got to be here. i got to be involved. I, I'd have to keep right. my hands in it. How yeah. could it truly be I am Cook if it's not I am Cook? Such a cocky name, and I love it. I love it. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? When he first said about naming it that, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> what, were, what were some of the other names you guys thought about? 
Or was I don't it never know, anything like, for you? It was just there, I'm cooking that shit. There really wasn't anything else. It yeah. just kind of hit me like a lightning bolt one day. I was I, we were in the car on the ride home from the grocery store or something. Yeah. And it just like popped into my head like you you are cook. I am well, I everything. Cook like, Brothers Racing and stuff like. There's a lot of obviously people that think there's some correlation, but uh, our last name is just Cook. Like it really is a yeah. very common name. Take some to of the be honest. Look, if somebody if, mistakes you for being part if, of the Cook Brothers I mean, and eh, it helps you, that's a good thing. Yeah, right. But no, I mean it's it's just it just happens to be our last name, and he is Tony Cook. I he love is that. Cook, like it is just it is what it is. So and I and I came from a family that I'm like a fourth generation fabricator and race yeah. car builder. So to me, it's a lot of stuff in there that's kind of all swirled in that is cook. You were like mm-hmm. born what, to what do this. Cook? Yeah. What is cook? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should, should name put it. Put a section like, of that on the on your dot, Facebook dot, page. Dot. What is cook? Let, let your uh, let your fans and customers answer that. Just oh see what man. They say. Yeah. That would be interesting. Can you handle Can you handle the negative feedback as well as the positive? Not that you're going to get it. But yeah, can you? I got thick skin. There you go. That's important when you have a business. Let them talk shit. <laughs> It's important to have thick skin when you have a business. They just talk. Sh- they just talk shit because they're not cook. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end this, man. Uh, Tony Cook, I am Cook Cycles. Uh, the bikes. I want to. I want to fart around and look in your shop a little bit more and have cool. a beer. Is that cool? Cool, absolutely, yeah, man. We do all that after the podcast. Yeah, yes, work uh, hard, play hard. There you go. Thank you guys so much for joining us, man. I love it. Thank, Thank you for having you. me. All right, there it is. Season one of Nepotism in the books. Maybe we'll do a season two. I guess it depends on if anybody's listening to this. But if there's someone I should talk to for season two of Nepotism, they got to live and work here in Northeast PA. They got to be interesting. You know someone like that, someone who fits the bill? Let me know. Hit me up, prospector at rock107.com or uh, follow the Nepotism podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Next season, if I knew one, should be dropping in the uh, late fall of 2021. Give me your suggestions on who I should chat with, prospector at rock107.com or Nepotism Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram.